1: Biden ignores radical Islamists and aims war on terrorism against Americans. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carroll, a psychiatrist, and you're a terrorist therapist. Yes, I'll repeat that again. I know it's a little hard to, what? (laughs) What did she just say? Biden ignores radical Islamists and aims war on terror against Americans. Yes, that's what I said. And I am going to explain it to you. And I, this is something that is really important. And um, you, once you hear this, if you agree with me, or if you find it interesting, um, really tell your friends, I, I, the more people who, who find out what's going on, uh, the better. All right. So why don't let's start with um, radical Islamist danger still exists. So first I'm going to tell you about how even though we have been paying attention to coronavirus and to the elections and politics and all that, uh, radical Islamists have not gone away. They still want to take over the West. and and <laughs> they are um, getting geared up to do that, particularly al-Qaeda. Then um, I'll talk to you about how Biden is increasing the danger of radical Islamists to Americans. And I'm gonna tell you about how he's doing that in two different ways. So first let's start out with how the, uh, what, what is the current state of radical Islamists? Just how dangerous are they to us today? Well, we'll start with, um, First of all, the fact ISIS and Al-Qaeda are having a party to celebrate Biden becoming president. Why? Because Trump did more than any other president to decrease the danger of terrorism, radical Islamist terrorism. He destroyed the caliphate. He took out two of their uh, most powerful leaders and strengthened our military and so on. Now, Obama did the most, did more than any other president, to let radical Islamists destroy America, becoming closer and closer, having terror attacks and so on, building themselves up. Now, why am I talking about Obama when Biden is the president now? Well, it's because Biden is Obama's puppet. Obama is pulling the strings. And just as during Obama's time, we were more in danger of terrorists, radical Islamist terrorists than ever, we are now gonna go into a time where we are again more in danger of radical Islamists than ever because we really are having Obama correcting Biden. I mean, you know, Biden, um, Biden did uh, produced executive orders right from day one. Now, do you think that Biden had the mental capacity to create, write, create, um, think about, <laughs> figure out uh, all of those executive orders and present them on day one. He did not have the mental cal- and does not have the mental capacity to do that. So who might be doing it? Besides people like, um, you know, the uh, the squad, um, AOC and people like that, primarily it's Obama. Okay, so let me tell you about what ISIS is up to and what Al Qaeda is up to. ISIS um, just recently uh, bombed, had two suicide, two suicide bombers bomb Baghdad, a bomb, a marketplace in Baghdad, the capital of Iraq. And these twin suicide bombs left 32 dead and over a hundred injured. And it was the largest attack of its kind in years in Baghdad and the biggest significant attack by the Islamic State in the country since the demise of the group's caliphate, which happened in 2017. So it was an attack to be noticed. And what's particularly interesting um, given coronavirus is that it occurred once the um, Iraqi government, let uh, down some of the restrictions so that people could go out into the marketplace. You know, I've talked about this before. How in America, one of the reasons why we haven't been having um, terror attacks, the usual kinds of terror attacks, is because—and not just in America, but in, well, in Western Europe, they have been having uh, having them. But in in every place, it is less because less people, fewer people are in the streets. there are no people for example in the states going to concerts um, or other kinds of events where there are a large groups of people. So uh, doing it um, making a suicide bomb go off would not have a bit, very big um, death and injury uh, rate if there weren't aren't many people in the place that these bombs are going off so, these two suicide bombers waited until the um, town square's markets became crowded. You know, people like, uh, were happy that the restrictions were lifted and they came out into the market. And the first suicide bomber set off his bomb. And then when that um, killed the people and injured the people around him, then the second one sent off his bomb to injure the second set of people coming into that area. So that is something to think about in terms of um, what, you know, what's gonna happen when uh, the lockdowns are lifted in America and so on. So, um, so now let me tell you about Al-Qaeda, which is even a lot more dangerous than ISIS at this point. Um, Al-Qaeda, when's the last time you heard something about Al-Qaeda? <laughs> no, I, I would venture to say that it wasn't really recently. It's been, you know, you don't hear much about al-Qaeda in, or, either, or ISIS in the mainstream media. They want us to forget about this danger. So um, what is happening to al-Qaeda is something very significant. You know that al-Qaeda, their previous home base, was in Afghanistan, and that's where they plotted the 9-11 attacks, right? Well, they have just moved to Iran, Yes, they set up home base in Iran, and now um, al-Qaeda and Iran. Iran is the biggest sponsor of world uh, terrorism. And al-Qaeda, of course, is a, just like ISIS, are a significant, the most significant terror groups. And now al-Qaeda has joined Iran, making this combination actually even more uh, powerful than ISIS at this point or I guess it would be more fair to say perhaps that they are powerful in different ways. But needless to say, um, moving to Iran, where um, Iran already has said death to America, death to Israel, they sponsor terrorists all over the world of all different kinds, all different names. Um, But the, the aims of these Iranian supported terrorists are to destroy the West and destroy Israel and possibly destroy other countries in the Middle East, which is why some of these countries have signed uh, the Abraham Accord with Trump. Um, okay, so so this is particularly significant. What does this have to do with Biden? What it has to do with Biden is that, um, is that uh, Al-Qaeda now is operating under the protection of Iran And um, it is the 2015 signing of the Iran nuclear deal that made things change. And Trump's taking us out of the nuclear deal that made things change. So um, Biden, what this has to do with Biden is that Biden is planning on rejoining the Iranian nuclear deal. Now, the reason why that is a bad deal, it was then, and it still is, and there were lots of people who came out before um, America signed the nuclear deal, Iran nuclear deal. There were plenty of people, Netanyahu came to Congress, lots of people knew and tried to tell uh, the Congress and the administration that uh, Iran was, the Iran nuclear deal was terrible. The main reason why it's terrible is because you can't trust them. (laughs) I mean, they have made their intentions clear of um, death to America and death to Israel and death to others in the Middle East. So why would you make a deal with someone who has not, and they continue, of course, uh, just recently, um, they have talked about how they want to avenge the US because of the killing, It's, it's been the one year anniversary, um, of the killing Trump's ordering of the bombing or the drone strike of, um, of Suleimani. And so, um, so they, they want to take revenge. I mean, they, they're not, they haven't stopped. It's not like they said, okay, we want to be friends now. We're, we're, we were only kidding. <laughs> we don't really want to kill you. Um, so uh, so this is very dangerous and Biden is, has, has said that he plans to rejoin this um, Armenian nuclear deal. Now you know that Iran has continued to um, still build nuclear weapons. They have not. Yes, okay. They we were out of the nuclear deal, but even before and after that, they have continued to build and get um, enrich more. to to build better bombs, (laughs) let's just say that. They haven't stopped what they plan to do, um, nuclear deal or no nuclear deal. So we are in dangerous, dangerous territory, especially now if Biden signs the nuclear deal with Iran and Al Qaeda is being protected by Iran and being allowed to work um, with them. And now Al Qaeda now, the more uh, bombs and, and uh, weapon, nuclear weapons that Iran keeps building, the more that Al-Qaeda has. Okay, we need to take a break now. When we come back, I will be t- telling you about how Biden is increasing this danger to the U.S. Um, in other ways as well.
0: You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol.
1: Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about Biden ignores radical Islamists and aims war on terror against Americans. So I was just uh, in the first segment, I've been telling you about how uh, ISIS is still carrying out uh, suicide bombings and Al Qaeda now represents an even greater danger because they have moved to Iran. And Iran has not made a secret, well, actually they tried to make it a secret, but we know that Iran is building ever more powerful nuclear weapons. So we have um, Iran is the world's most uh, dangerous supplier basically of um, funds and so on for terrorists all over the world. And now they are in cahoots with Al-Qaeda. So now I'm gonna talk to you about how, what other ways Uh, Biden is causing us to be more at risk from terrorism. Well, another way is that um, Biden and his administration is focusing on so-called domestic terrorists instead of radical Islamists. Now, um, who they are calling domestic terrorists uh, they're not really referring to people who have been radicalized by radical Islamists. They are t- calling a whole different group of people domestic terrorists. And um, maybe not new. I mean, it's, it's new in a sense because they have added more people to the group. So I'll tell you all about it. But first let me tell you about how, I mean, what started, well, what's, what gave them the opening to what gave their his administration, Biden's administration, not only Biden, but um, the people behind him, Kamala Harris, uh, Obama, and all of the other people who are uh, pulling uh, Biden's strings. They, when January 6th happened, and you can listen to my previous podcast all about um, the storming of the Capitol and whether these were by terrorists or patriots, um, but when that happened, that has given rise to Biden and his and his Biden and friends um, to be able to be more blatant about what they are planning to do and what they're um, calling who they're calling terrorists and who they're arresting and so on. So um, they are uh, they have used this January sixth uh, riot. To call Donald Trump um, and the people who, you know, of course they're claiming that it's the was the Donald Trump supporters, that Donald Trump is the one who incited this riot. Uh, that's what they're claiming. Even though Donald Trump told them to go to the Capitol peacefully, it was just supposed to be a peaceful protest. Um, there were some radicals, I don't mean radical Islamists, but radical groups who were in that group um, who, you know, stormed the the Capitol and did, uh, you know, created, (laughs) created some violence and stole things and so on. But that was not under the direction of Donald Trump, even though that's what they're trying to say. And that's what they're using as the excuse to impeach him. Okay. So, um, now they are calling, um, Donald Trump, uh, Obama bin La- Osama bin Laden. That was an interesting <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> Obama bin Laden. Yes, um, they are calling Donald Trump uh, Osama bin Laden, and they are calling Trump's supporters Al Qaeda, all because of they're able to use or they have you know they have jumped on using um, the uh, capital attack. Um, as a way to, you know, to do it, to turn against Trump, um, to not investigate the stolen election, to um, arrest people. And they're going all over America looking for the people who were uh, who stormed the the Capitol, because you know, there are a lot, there's lots of video and photos and so on of the people. And so they can and people are turning them in. This is something that just blows my mind, how like a daughter called in her mother, saw her mother in a photo at the Capitol, and she called the authorities about her mother and turned her mother in. I mean, and there are all kinds of examples like that family members I could see if you had an an enemy or something and you wanted to get back at them a lover who who dumped you or something like that actually that is what happened with um with the boy the ex-boyfriend of the woman who allegedly stole Pelosi's computer I knew that from the beginning that he was he was getting back at her because of some kind of a feeling rejected by her in any case (laughs) um uh so I that's one thing but now um Biden and his friends are jumping on this to do to have an all-out war against Americans who, um, not only who were at the Capitol, but Americans in general who support Trump and or don't support Biden. In other words, even if they don't support Trump, but they are just not happy with the far-left agenda then these are now people who are being called terrorists. And um, in fact, FBI Director James Comey said on The View recently about the Capitol rioters, rioters, quote, they are terrorists. They are people bent on coercing a civilian government, attacking our democracy because of their warped view of reality. And he said it was all Trump's fault, quote, This is how Al-Qaeda radicalized a constant, constant torrent of lies at vulnerable people. Well, we have millions of vulnerable people in this country who've consumed these lies and some portion of them have been radicalized to the point where they believe they're on the side of the angels and have to engage in violence directed against us. So it's a serious threat. It's a terrorist threat. FBI director saying this, I mean, the world has gone nuts. Um, so now anyone who doesn't agree with Biden, um, or his friends are terrorists and they have to be gotten rid of. Uh, this is, this is, um, crazy is what it is. Anyhow, um, then we also have a very well-respected journalist, um, saying that, um, Glenn Greenwald He was saying on um, Fox News, um, he was trying to warn us as I am trying to do today uh, about the Biden domestic terror war. And he said, literally nothing that could be more dangerous. So um, he was talking about how uh, Biden and friends have launched a war on domestic terrorism to quote, essentially criminalize any oppositional ideology to the ruling class. There is literally nothing that could be more dangerous. He told this to Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is one of the few sane voices left in America as is Laura Ingram, um, and some others on Fox. Not all, however, uh, not all the people on Fox are, are, as, uh, aware or are willing to say these things. Um, he talked about this and Biden talked about this in his, uh, inocular address. He said he would, he was vowing to defeat, quote, political extremism and white extremism, ex- white supremacy. Uh, and he blaming all this, his right to do all this on the January 6th storming of the Capitol. Now, um, the problem is that not, not only are they naming the people who disagree with them as terrorists, um, but they are using all the tools that they used to take to, against, um, against radical Islamist terrorists. They are planning to use them against so-called domestic terrorists. In other words, just Americans who don't believe in their radical left agenda. Um in fact, there are bills in Congress now pending that would take this take terror legislation aimed at radical Islamists and just um, also aim it at these so-called um, domestic terrorists. Now also um, what what um, Greenwald, was saying, is that it's not about just Democrats versus Republicans anymore. There's a ruling class elite that is uh, that has people from both parties, and this is really true, and I'll be talking to you more about this, this in uh, podcasts that come about this global elite. Um, it isn't really anymore just about uh, Republicans and Democrats, there is, above them, um, There is there are the global elites whose um, aim is to um, get all of us to be their servants, to take away our private property, and, um, and basically to make them even richer than they are. But I don't want to get into that today, because that's a whole other thing. We'll probably be talking about that in a future. Uh, podcast. However, now um, the White House press secretary has continued to talk about uh, Biden's, you know, what he talked about in his inaugural address in terms of how the company is going to have an overhaul uh, of its approach to domestic terrorism because allegedly because of the January sixth uh, event. Um, And they're gathering, they're they're creating a whole new organization within the government specifically to look at this issue at these alleged domestic terrorists that have nothing to do with radical Islamists. Um, And, you know, the, the event on January 6th, as I talk about in my in the podcast that I just did, um, the last one that I just did about how it was a number of people from various radical groups, um, you know, you can't say it was just far right or far left for that matter, but it was it was, <laughs> it was a lot of angry people, and you can't just blame them all on uh, on Trump. Um, so, and even they're they're concerned about the fact that there might be um, some of these so-called domestic extremists in the military and in law enforcement. So before the inauguration, they uh, and investigated the people um, the u s National guard investigated itself, removing twelve troops, 12 people from security duty, because of, quote, inappropriate behavior or extremist ties. Now, we don't know exactly what that is, what they are, but... um, And then also, there is some concern that uh, some domestic extremists are receiving encouragement from foreign governments, like Russia, um, and and there are uh, similar movements in other countries. So, um, so, so this is getting to be a very dangerous situation, and um, that is why I am talking about it to you today. So we need to make uh, take another break, and when we come back, I'll tell you the other arm of what Biden is doing, um, and that has to do with his removal of the travel ban against so-called Muslim countries. So stay tuned.
0: You've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. Stay tuned and she'll be right back with more analysis of this week's hottest topic in terror. Now back to The Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol.
1: Welcome back to The Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking about Biden ignores radical Islamists and aims war on terror against Americans. So I talked to you about how radical Islamist dangers still exist, Al-Qaeda and ISIS. And I just talked to you about how um, Biden and friends um, are calling domestic terrorists, basically anybody who disagrees with their agenda and this is very dangerous because they are arresting them. They are, um, if they are, tr- if they start to treat them even more like terrorists, radical, like they did radical Islamist terrorists. You know, they could be put in, <laughs> in prisons like Guantanamo. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean specifically Guantanamo, but I mean there, there could be excuses for uh, obviously terrorist. Um, the time that you get in prison for if you're a terrorist is a lot longer than if you're sort of a mischief maker, you know, storming a federal building. I mean, that's the thing too. You know, all, I mean, there's so much hypocrisy, it's outrageous. Um, All of these, you know, the Chaz in um, Seattle, and then the, um, the protests in Oregon, there have been protests all over the United States by um, radicals of different stripes, Black Lives Matter, of course, has have, you know, invaded the United States with um, their, uh, their so-called protests. Some of them were peaceful, but most of them ended up in looting and a lot of violence, and that's still going on. And, you know, these people in these um, riots have not been... Uh, most of them have not been arrested. They didn't call, lots of states led by Democratic governors didn't call in the National Guard, wouldn't, even though um, Trump was offering that. Um, and so these people, you know, even those who were arrested, they were let go, like, in hours or days um, because of their the practice in certain states of no bail. So, um, so these people who stormed federal buildings or state buildings, government buildings, who killed police—all of this—they're not getting um, as much attention and as much punishment as what is be as what has been done and what is being planned for these so-called domestic terrorists. So now, the next thing that uh, Biden is doing to uh, destroy our country and to allow more radical Islamists in. Um, is the what's being called the um, uh, the Muslim ban? But I'll explain to you how it really it wasn't ever a Muslim ban. You know, it's called the Muslim ban by people who want to try to say that uh, Trump was an Islamophobe and um, a bigot and things like that, uh, and that it was a ban to uh, against Muslims. When in fact, as I'll tell you in a minute, um, that that the countries it wasn't the countries that had the most Muslims that were being banned. In any case, um, so still still sort of, because it's become common language, common use, um, it's still being called that. But anyhow, um, just a few hours after taking office, Biden restarted immigration to the United States from countries that are already known by um, the State Department to harbor and export terrorism. He signed an executive order, he rewrote President Trump's constitutional travel ban, which he made in 2017. Um, The Supreme Court found Trump's, I don't know if you remember this, but the Supreme Court found President Trump's ban that he wanted to make on certain countries, countries that export terrorism, Um, they found it constitutional. Otherwise it wouldn't have been able to be, to have been enacted in the first place. And so um, that ban barred nearly all, Trump's ban barred nearly all immigration from Iran, Libya, Syria, Yemen, Somalia, Venezuela, Venezuela, North Korea, Nigeria, Myanmar, Myanmar, uh, Eritrea, Sudan, Tanzania, and Kyrgyzstan. Um, and I will we'll get into uh, why. Um, um, these are countries. Some have more Muslims and some have less Muslims. It wasn't about that. Um, these are countries that um, either do not share critical national security data, or they have been found to harbor and sponsor terrorists. So for example, the State Department designates North Korea, Iran, Sudan, and Syria as quote, state sponsors of terrorism. Now Biden ended the travel ban uh, on these 13 countries, and he opened the doors to the U.S. Um, He wants to start issuing visas to people from those countries um, now the business lobby as well as the Islamic lobby praised Biden's ending of the travel ban yeah listen to what care said um, the Council on American Islamic relations which pretends to be uh, neutral you know pretends to be sort of a public relations firm for Muslims because of uh, after 9/11 you know their claim was that um, that Muslims have been discriminated against and so on. I'm not saying that Muslims sometimes aren't, haven't been discriminated against, yes, but, um, but their CARES uh, intentions are go far beyond helping um, to eradicate discrimination against Muslims. And so they said, quote, we commend President Biden for immediately, remo- for immediately moving to repeal the Muslim and African bans, which is an important first step toward undoing the anti-Muslim and anti-immigrant policies of the previous administration. So they're jumping for joy. Um, and not only that, not only um, is Biden opening the doors to these countries, but um, he is, as you presumably know, he has also opened the doors to, um, on the South on, on our south border, the um, U.S.-Mexican border, where Trump was building a wall and had gotten a fair amount built, um, and not, you know, not 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 as much as he would have liked had there not been as much opposition. But in any case, um, that, the people already um, are coming towards know from all kinds of countries beyond Mexico are coming towards the Mexican-American border because they they understand that uh that um Biden has opened the doors um now why you know of course Biden and his and friends are using are claiming that this ban is terrible because it has to do with racism and Islamophobia and all of that um which is not really true. Um, and of course, this is uh, undermining our national security. Now, um, they're trying to say that this that these the travel ban um, or Muslim ban um, was you know, was just represent Trump's Muslim ban was representative of Islamophobia and so on. but um, but we know that that really isn't true. In any case, um, there there never really was a Muslim ban, uh, per se. And in fact, um, a lot of these countries like North Korea, Venezuela, and so on are not Muslim countries at all. Uh, Eritrea has about a 50% Muslim population and Tanzania is about 35% Muslim. So if it was a Muslim ban, he would have banned countries that have more Muslims, number one, um, which are the countries, the largest population of Muslims in the world are in descending order, Indonesia, Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, Nigeria, Egypt, Iran, Turkey, Algeria, and Sudan. So um, of that whole group, there are only three on the so-called Muslim ban list. So uh, again, it was not that Trump's so-called Muslim ban was not related to, it was not addressed or um, towards Muslims per se, but it was towards countries that could not or would not provide adequate information about who was going to be coming into America. So, you know, there is such... um, newspeak going on. Such hypocrisy, such lies. Uh, This is a very dangerous time, folks. And what makes it more, you know, if you feel like you have fallen into the rabbit hole in Alice in Wonderland, you are not alone. Because, um, or it's between that and Orwell's 1984 and Orwell's Animal Farm, all of that. It's a very crazy making time. Um, especially when we're already feeling vulnerable because of uh, COVID and so on. But I want you to be aware that things may not be as they seem and that Biden and really Obama is making us more vulnerable than ever to radical Islamists. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. for kids.com terrorism the number four kids.com i'm dr carol your terrorist therapist
0: thank you for listening to the terrorist therapist show on renegade talk radio with your host dr carol we hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer more resilient and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror you can also check out past shows on renegade talk archives for more insights